Hey, Jeff Zucker, are you there? Hey, yes. this is James O'Keefe. Uh, we've been listening to your CNN calls for basically two months, uh, recording everything. Um, just wanted to ask you some questions, if you have a minute. Um, do you still feel you're the most trusted name in news? Because I have to say, from what I've been hearing on these phone calls, I don't know about that. I mean, we've got a lot of recordings that indicate you're not really that uh, independent of a, of a journalist. Um, thank you for, uh, thank you for, uh, your comments. Um, so everybody in light of that, I think what we'll do is we'll, we'll set up a, a, a new system and we'll, uh, we'll be back with you. We'll do the rest of the call, uh, a little bit later. We're going to release okay. those recordings today at seven o'clock. So stay tuned. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. Thanks everybody. Have a good day. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. So, um, you just heard me talk to, uh, uh, the president of CNN, Jeff Zucker, and inform him that, um, Uh, that we are going to release uh, a number of recordings today. Uh, I unmuted myself into the conference line, and they're still on there. They're listening to me right now. Uh, This is being live streamed for those of you still on the call. Um, And uh, we've recorded for a while, and we have clips of various producers talking, the president talking, describing uh, their motives, describing... Uh, their political philosophy, describing how they don't cover certain things and certain political parties tell them to cover things a certain way. Lots of little clips that takes us into the minds and hearts of our people, powers that be, that inform us because government is downstream from media. So we're going to be releasing these tapes thanks to one of our sources, one of our brave insiders has given us this information. And um, as you can see, they're still milling about on the call. They're listening to me right now. They have to, quote, change their system. Uh, and get a different dial-in, I guess, now, because we've compromised the dial-in. Project well, I guess we need to change the channel, huh? I changed the number, huh? Is that Zucker there? Story 6 again. You're unmuted. Hey, Jeff, you still there? Yeah. They're still on there. Yeah, so we don't want to change the channel, really. We want to stay on the channel. Um, we think it's important for the American people to, to know how you make the sausage. Right, how you, to quote Noam Chomsky, manufacture consent. Okay. <laughs> if that doesn't make you love Project Veritas, nothing will. Uh, that was great. So that was James O'Keefe from Project Veritas listening in to the employee conference calls at CNN. And he says he's been doing it for months. And that tonight... At 7 p.m., they're going to be releasing a bunch of those calls. So this is going to be, this is going to be great. I mean, <laughs> that's only two minutes and 30 seconds of it, and there's like another almost three minutes in that that video. You have to go watch it. Go to Project Veritas's website and watch it, or any of James O'Keefe's uh, so- social media. I mean, it's just uh, that that's a mic drop moment. Now, before we move on, hold on a second. I, I got to go back to, what is this, October? Is it, yeah, October of 2019. Project Veritas has been teasing a brand new release for days that promised to expose CNN's extreme bias against President Trump. And the recordings are finally here. This is last year, 2019, October. This is not the first time that this has happened, Okay. Uh, in short, they do not disappoint. The recordings feature several conversations where Jeff Zucker tells his staff to ostensibly, uh, ostensibly, excuse me, stay focused on impeachment above all else. 
Uh, what was coming in October? That's right. Yes, uh, a little while, a little while longer. We were starting to uh, to learn about this little thing called COVID. So back then it was the Wuhan virus. The recordings also give us an inside look at CNN's daily 9 a.m. phone calls where they discuss what will be covered on the network that day. According to employees at CNN, Zucker forces them to push negative stories about Trump every day. Let me say this again. Please keep in mind, this is in October of 2019. We have already covered this. This is just a refresher to remind everybody of what happened last year pre-COVID. According to employees at CNN, Zucker forces them to push negative stories about Trump every day, whether they want to or not. Even if they want to do what is journalistically correct, they are overruled by Zucker. One clip shows a CNN media coordinator saying that Zucker has a personal vendetta against Trump. It's not going to be positive for Trump. He, Zucker, hates him, the coordinator said. In another leaked clip, CNN floor director had another shocking statement of bias saying, between you and I, we created this monster and now we're eating him full plate every day. Yeah, uh, don't forget there was also releasing, uh, there were some clips that were released of these phone calls that were happening back in 2019. These, these, they weren't phone calls back then, now they are, but back then there were meetings in which Zucker basically said, we're all in on impeachment. We're going to get Trump out of office. Well, that's what CNN has done. That's all their content is. So now we've got part two of that, okay? Part two, where it's now December of 2020, just over a year later, and they're going to do it again. And he said, we've been listening we've been listening and recording your phone calls for months. Well, on that note, we're going to have to uh, end this and change our system. <laughs> This is such a great move. This is what journalism used to be. It used to be getting into the hard-to-get-to places, getting the answers that people needed to get. Now, here's the thing, though. You are going to see, and you're already seeing it a little bit, all those blue checkmark journalists, man, they are so butthurt about this. Let me ask you a question here. Just honest question, okay? Forget about what you feel about CNN, what you feel about Trump, what you feel about James O'Keefe and Project Veritas. So forget all of that for just a second. What legitimate journalist doesn't believe that this is acceptable behavior by Project Veritas? This is what they do for a living. Now, anybody out there who is in the press any media, doesn't matter what it is, who says what Project Veritas did here was wrong, you should immediately unfollow that person. You should never give them any credibility. And I don't have a list of names. I just, you've seen it. You'll be able to find it. It's out there. None of them have any credibility whatsoever. Not a single one, because every single one of them would publish leaked documents that are damaging to Trump and have. Trump, not Trump, Trump. Every single one of them would take whistleblowers in private meetings, which, by the way, are protected by U.S. Um, uh, US uh, secrecy laws. They would take all of that information. They would publish it in their, their papers. They would publish it on their social media. They would talk about it on their shows. Every single one of them would do it. But somehow, a journalist 
doing that same thing to other journalists is bad. You can do it to members of the Republican Party. You can do it to politicians. You can do it to businesses and local level when you have the I-teams doing investigations and that sort of thing. But you can't do it to more journalists? Right. Anybody who says that has no credibility with you. Nobody. None of those people who attack Project Veritas for this strategy, none of them are worthy of you following or listening to. Not a single one. I don't care where they work. I don't care what their opinions about political issues are. I don't care. Those people can't be trusted. I don't care if they work for Fox. I don't care if they work for OAN. I don't care if they work for Newsmax. I don't care if they work for MNC. Anybody who has a problem with what James O'Keefe just did in that video that I just played for you is not credible and does not deserve your attention. None of them, for the record, I haven't heard anybody at MNC say that this was wrong, just, just for the record. None of them deserve any of your attention because they're all liars. They would all do the exact same thing to anybody that they wanted to set their, uh, their sights on. They just don't want the tactics they use being used on them. And if somebody has that position, they're untrustworthy. They will be dishonest to you. And therefore, their reporting is not worth anything. We've got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Hey, friendly reminder, we live stream every single day on dlive.tv slash Casey the host. If you follow me on Facebook, please follow me on DLive. If you follow me on YouTube, please follow me on DLive. You realize in the past week, I have had more new follows on YouTube, which I really don't even post to anymore than I have on DLive. <laughs> it's like, what's going on there? Um, so anyway, go to DLive.tv slash Casey the host. I want to talk about some local stuff. We got the, the James O'Keefe stuff out there. And, and I do, I think this is really funny too. Just as an aside here, CNN is finally discovering that China uses the U.S. media to attack the United States. CNN claimed to break big news on Monday. This is the Federalist. According to leaked documents from Chinese authorities verified by six independent experts, including a forensic analysis of the files, China deliberately, wow, underreported the severity of its early coronavirus outbreak in the Hubei province? What? I seem to re recall the... The facts first folks over at CNN say people like me who are saying, obviously, they're, they're not being honest here um, as being uh, tinfoil conspiracy theorists. The novel Wuhan coronavirus, named after the Hubei capital uh, that saw its first major outbreak, would later spread across the globe. It has infected more than 63 million people. Allegedly, um, the estimates go up to as much as 300 million people, but I digress. So... According to CNN, China publicly reported 2,478 new coronavirus cases on February 10th in the Hubei province. Internal documents show, however, that 5,918 new cases had actually been detected. So, uh, less, well, right about half. So, basically, whatever China has been saying, it's probably at least double. And CNN just discovered this, and they're like, what? Oh, man. You know what else is brand new? Uh, some media outfits over the past two days have been telling everybody, like, they think that we might have had COVID in the United States in December of last year. 
Yeah, I, I know. I told you that back in last April. It's it's still on my social media feed and, and on my website. Last April, we, we actually figured it was October, November uh, when the United States had its first cases. <laughs> but they're all acting like it's brand new. And it's funny because these are blue checkmark journalists, right? And they're like, this is crazy, shocking news. The United States might have had COVID back in December of last year. Yeah. We know. <laughs> what is taking so long? And this is what happens when you're suppressing the truth and you're focusing on nonsense. You actually miss the story. This is what I've said before. You know, there was legitimate things to complain about President Bush. There were legitimate things to complain about, uh, well, with Obama and the news media just basically. The only time they got mad at Obama was when Obama wouldn't talk to them anymore. And then they would get mad and then he would finally start talking to them. And then the first question is, what kind of underwear do you like? And you got went all of these weeks without being able to talk to the president of the United States. You were so mad that he wasn't gracing you with his presence. And instead of asking the hard questions that were happening at the time, you ask him what kind of underwear he prefers. I mean, it's just ridiculous stuff. That's a real story. That happened, by the way. So this is this is one of those things when you have a biased media, which goes right into what James O'Keefe was was talking about when he when he totally um, uh, mic dropped on the CNN call. And again, 7 p.m. tonight, There's that's when they're all going to be released. We should start hearing a lot more over the next couple of days. So it's going to be a fun couple of days to uh, see what Project Veritas has. But when the media focuses on a cover-up or if they focus on lying about somebody, they miss the real story. And then they're perplexed and surprised when the real story comes out and they're all looking around going, what just, where, what? When did that happen? I think a great example of this is weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. Weapons of mass destruction were in Iraq. They were found right before the invest, uh, invasion. They were found after the invasion. I have covered it better than anybody in the country. I, For a long time, I was the only people proving that weapons of mass destruction were actually found inside of Iraq. For the longest time, I was alone in the wilderness on that. Nobody in radio, nobody in print, nobody in the blogosphere, nobody was on my side. I was getting pictures from people that I knew overseas, especially at Al-Ambar, that were sending me photos of this stuff all the time. So we had it. And what was interesting about that is, um, after WikiLeaks released their documents proving that we did find weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, when that was the big Snowden thing, when they released it, there was a bunch of reporters who looked at it and went, why didn't they tell us what's going on? Those are the same reporters today who still claim no weapons were found, even though they, they admitted after the WikiLeaks dump that they were found in Iraq afterwards. It's just, they go right back into their shell and they start repeating the old crap and it becomes a cover-up. But then they, they're, they're so shocked. I'm like, how could you be shocked that they found those weapons there? General Mark Kimmett went on national television and said his troops got hit with sarin and mustard. And they traced them back to Iran stockpile, or uh, Saddam stockpile. He said it on national television. The White House. The White House had a published document which showed Britain, Poland, and the U.S. had all confirmed weapons of mass destruction were found in the field. It was on the White House press release website. How in the press could you possibly have missed that? And for the record, I'm well aware that a lot of the young, uh, I will call them naive, but up-and-coming conservatives... A lot of those young ones used to be really big anti-war types, and they still buy into this lie that no weapons were found there. 
So this is, and again, I'm not talking about the Iraq thing. This is just a perfect example of how once you are focused on the cover-up and the lie, you miss the real story. And then the real evidence comes out and you're not focused on that. You just got tunnel vision. So all of these facts go by you. You're tunneling in on this one issue, which is, uh, in that case, Bush lied, people died, right? And it's all about beating Bush in, in his reelection. Uh, in in Trump's case, uh, orange man bad. You know, this it's just constant, and you miss the truth that kind of happens around it. And then when it finally becomes mainstream, after everything calms down, or there's no more reason to maintain the tunnel vision coverage anymore, and the truth comes out, all of these people who should have been at the beginning of the coverage of it are now way behind everybody else that they think is beneath them and not credible journalists. So we run into we run into this scenario with absolute and total total uh, consistency in the news media today. It is one of those things that is just everywhere. It happens in most major stories. So you got a bunch of people running around and telling you Oh my God, China lied about their COVID numbers. Thanks, CNN. That's, uh, that's, some, that's some great breaking news right there. It's, it's something that we knew in, in December and January, but you know, thank you for finally getting along with it as if it were some new revelation. And then you have other people in the media going, wow, we, we might have actually, guys, this is crazy, super brand new news. We might have had COVID in the United States back in December of 2019. Really? Yeah, I, I, I told you that back in April, and I wasn't alone. <laughs> it was a lot of people who did. <laughs> it's, just, I, it's just bonkers, absolutely bonkers to watch this stuff. But that's what happens when you don't focus on doing your job, and you get tunnel vision, and it's all about attack, 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 or cover up, cover up, cover up, and then you miss the real stories. You just miss them completely, and then you're shocked when uh, you finally discover what is happening and then you feel betrayed somehow that was that was something we saw with the weapons of mass destruction thing is that why didn't they tell us that they found these weapons well they they actually did you just didn't listen to them or you called them liars you know there, there was that too all right we got to talk about some local stuff though um elkhart and saint joseph county a mess an absolute total mess uh, elkhart county commissioners um, enacted some stupid stuff here this week St. Joseph County Council wants to enact more stupid stuff. We're going to talk about all of this coming up on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. I want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts We've got a lot of stuff to chat about uh first of all i lied to all of you yesterday and i am going to dive into some election stuff all right that's going to happen a little bit later so yes <laughs> yesterday i tell you i was like the reason i haven't really dived into a lot of it is well other people are doing a pretty good job of covering it but i i have to get into it at least a little bit today so a little bit later on today, probably in the five o'clock hour, we are going to dive into some election stuff that I think you need to you need to see and and uh, well here I guess we'll, we'll talk about that. And well, we've got this this weird situation here with Elkhart, and then we'll get into St. Joseph County here in the next segment. So Elkhart County commissioners enacted fines up to five grand to enforce the virus control orders. This is the Goshen News. 
The Elkhart County Commissioners had an emergency session Tuesday morning and amended the enactment date of the civil fines ordinance to December 17th. Uh-huh. <clears throat> In the last-ditch effort to get people to comply with public health ordinances to slow the spread of the coronavirus, the Elkhart County Commissioners on Monday morning passed a public health ordinance establishing incremental fine structures for repeated violations. The order goes into effect December 17th, following two weeks of publication. Now, keep in mind, there was no public comment on this. I'm sure that they saw what happened in St. Joseph County, where you had public comment and a bunch of people showed up to oppose it, and they didn't want that to happen, so they just went ahead and did this kind of in secret. The commissioners also immediately closed the Elkhart County Administration Building and the Elkhart County Public Services Building to the public uh, right in time for the holidays. How convenient. Both buildings are in Goshen. Businesses will be conducted by appointment only. Other county building administrators will post their admittance policies, and the courts will continue with their own restrictions. Mm-hmm. All right, we got some quotes. You ready? This is Commissioner Mike Yoder. My perception is that the most critical activity that is taking on the community that's creating this overburden at our hospitals is the large gatherings that is going on. Added that this is a last-ditch effort on the part of the commissioners and the health department to get people to comply with the health order and slow the spread of COVID. <clears throat> now, of course, um, he kind of he kind of just debunked his own statement there. But uh, look, I live in Elkhart. Most of you know that. A lot of you live in Elkhart. Everywhere I go, people wearing the stupid mask. Everywhere, right? Everywhere. They're, they're wearing the, the, the mask, face diaper, so we refer to it as. None of that's worked. It, it just, it hasn't worked, okay? That's just the reality. It's not going to work. The virus is airborne, guys. As I've told you months ago, before the latest surge happened, we're all going to get it. I think, I don't know for sure. I might have been, when I, when I got sick way back in, was it February? When I got sick and first started staying home before the... Uh, the travel restrictions and everything else went into place. You know, it, they didn't think that I had it. The symptoms didn't line up, but now the symptoms line up. So we're wondering. I won't know until I actually have the antigen antigen test. So we'll we'll find out, I guess, then. But, um, and I know that donating blood apparently can do that too. But, um, you know, this is this is just another example. And and honestly, it was done in a way. It was done in a way that, yeah, we don't want anybody to comment on this. We don't want, we don't want feedback. So let's just do it. You know, it'll be an emergency thing and, and we'll just get thing taken care of without having to worry about any hassle. Commissioner uh, Suzanne Weirich said, none of us came to this spot lightly. If we had thought that there was any other way, we would be considering, we wouldn't be considering this ordinance. <clears throat> That's just it though. This isn't going to do anything. Look, this is very easy, and it goes back to the letter that I wrote to the St. Joseph County Commissioners. This is real easy. Look at everywhere in the country where they did this. Everywhere. Go ahead. California is a great place to start. It has not reduced cases. You know what it has done? Created animosity between the public and government. That's what it's done. This is a terrible idea. It will not work. There is no evidence that it'll work, and all it's going to do is tick people off, which is exactly what it is doing today. 
It is upsetting people, making people angry, and it is, you know, it's jeopardizing political careers too, depending on the district that they're in. This weekend, the county activated a refrigerated truck to help store bodies. She said, Goshen Health officials said Monday that its COVID patient count has dropped to 39, but that the positivity rate for those being tested for the virus has risen to 16.1%. And we've already gone over the positivity rate. Listen to the experts, right? Commissioners, listen to the experts. The experts say up to 90% of the positive tests that we're getting, the virus is not active or transferable. It's not Casey saying it. That's the experts. I just went over this, uh, this, this court hearing today on the premium live stream. There's a court hearing. Where is this? Was this Portugal? I forget. There's, there's a, uh, a court hearing in Portugal. Basically, what ended up happening is the, uh, the, the test that they use, the test that they use, um, the piece, was it PCR? Is that what it's called? is up to 97% inaccurate. And what they did is they threw a bunch of people who were on vacation there. They threw them in quarantine against their will because of a false positive on the test. And they sued and they won. And the courts, with the, the information that they were presented, the courts were able to determine that, hey, this is, um, yeah, here we go. All right. Landmark legal, legal ruling finds that COVID tests are not fit for purpose. Uh, let's see. All right. <clears throat> Four German holidaymakers were illegally quarantined in Portugal after one was judged to be positive for COVID-19 have won their case in a verdict that condemns the widely used PCR test as being up to 97% unreliable. Now, when I said this, was it April, May, when I was highlighting some of this stuff? What ended up happening is, well, maybe it wasn't that far back. I have to, I have to go back and think about it. Um, wait, no, June. It was in June, okay? It was in June, we highlighted that these new positive tests, the vast majority of people are testing positive, can't transfer the virus to anybody else. They don't have enough viral load. They have the virus, but they're over the virus. They're not infectious anymore. And these tests, some of them are oversensitive, which is something that has been acknowledged by the experts for some time now. And I was called a quack for this. And I didn't even come up with the theory. All I was doing was reading to you from two studies that showed it. It was it. That's all I did. And then now we find out that on July 16th, Dr. Fauci said exactly what I said, but they hid the interview until after the election. Dr. Fauci, multiple other experts, right? Saying the same exact thing. So again, Goshen is out there going, well, you know, our COVID patients have dropped to 39. Now, keep in mind, they activated a refrigeration truck. Now, for the record, there aren't bodies to go into that refrigerated truck. I want to make that crystal clear. It's a scary headline. People freak out when they see it. There are not bodies to go in the refrigerated truck. They activated the truck, even though there's less people who are being treated for COVID in Goshen, there are less people being treated for COVID, but the positivity rate has risen, but they're not factoring in and perhaps they can't, they have to be pragmatic. They have to prepare for the worst, right? Prepare for the worst, hope for the best. So I'm not attacking them for activating the refrigerated truck. I'm just, I wish that the press and I wish the, the public officials would come forward and say, we don't need the truck now. We simply have it just in case. There are no bodies that need to go into the truck. We're not running out of room, but they're not doing that. They're scaring people.
because they want to scare people into compliance. That's the whole point. But they're not acknowledging the fact that a large chunk, perhaps the overwhelming majority of these new positive cases are not at danger of being spread to anybody. That's the thing that they're not acknowledging. And they're not acknowledging the death rate, which is extremely low. Not minimizing the people who, who lose their life to this. But you, you sit there and you look at this and it's, you know, it's a scare tactic. And the scare tactic is we're going to find the snot out of you if you don't do what we want. Even though what we're proposing hasn't worked anywhere in the country and isn't going to work here. But we get to tell everybody that we tried our best while pushing the blame onto somebody else. The reality is the blame really doesn't lie with any of these, these commissioners. They don't lie with you. They're blaming you. But they don't lie with you. They don't lie with the commissioners. They lie squarely in one place and one place only, and that is China. And then after that, the WHO, who covered for China for several weeks while the virus spread throughout the world. That's the, that's the reality. It's not their fault, not your fault. It's China's fault, to a lesser extent, the WHO's fault. That's why we have the virus. There's nothing they can do that's going to stop this thing from spreading. That's all there is to it. So their last-ditch effort to make it seem like they're doing something is to fine you if you don't comply 100%, which, of course, most people are doing anyway, so there's not even going to be a lot of fines issued. We've got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Once again, I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. So what are, well, what is uh, UnmaskedTyranny.com have to say? Well, they sent out an email today, a few updates on, on where we are now. Fine should start this week for the St. Joseph County. Uh, Elkhart commissioners again passed the fines uh, that we were just talking about without public comment. Uh, if conservative Elkhart can do it, you better believe that our officials will start eyeing what they can do next to increase fines and make life miserable for St. Joseph County. Uh, and talk about some stores that are a little bit more tolerant than other stores, and you can use those stores if you want. Uh, they're also talking about lawsuits and things of that nature that they're still working on. So, I mean, look, the, you know, the battle is battle you know it, the fight i guess you know for for lack of of better terminology here is is still ongoing somebody sent me a text and said if this is a last ditch effort if it doesn't work will the mandate go away and allow people to not wear masks no because they're going to find something else you know it's always they're always coming up with some other thing that they say they needs to have happen basically what's happening right now is the government is saying it's all your fault that the virus is spreading you i mean you specifically the listener it's your fault the virus is spreading and they have to punish you in order to force you to comply more coming up next